Hey. My man, how are you? I'm fine. What's up? I'm chilling. It's it's two. It's three o'clock where I am. I've been drinking for an hour, so I'm very happy. Uh, um, I, see I see that. How are you? I'm fine. I'm um. Can you hear me? Where are you right now? Yeah, I'm um. <clears throat> I'm in I'm in Ghana right now. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you for for participating in, in what I call self-made. Um, uh, I'm fortunate some boy, so you know who I am. I, I own a whole bunch of liquor brands, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Beyond. Um, mm -hmm. I, I started self-made a few years ago where I get to interview icons like yourself or Lil Wayne or Wiz Khalifa or DJ Khaled. Um, uh, I get to hear their up and coming stories. Not, I don't like to hear the success because I'm talking to you because you're successful. I love the, yeah. I, I love the shit that everyone's gone through because for the young stone boy or the young Brett Farish, that's motivating. Uh, exactly. you want to hear, you want to hear struggles. So I start off the same way with everybody. What it, what do you think self-made means to you? Oh, self-made means a lot to me. It means many things. Uh, self-made actually could mean that you actually struggled from 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 the grassroots, you know. And um, if you combined the amount or the uh, the amount of resources that you, you may have received, you will be counting on yourself the most. Yep. Maybe let's say six or seven out of ten was your own was your own efforts. That's what I would describe as self-made. You know, we have a lot of people who have been giving a lot of support or were given a lot of support, you know, um, when they were starting a business, a career as a musician, you know. But um, I mean, my story is really very peculiar which has seen me grown from the grassroots right down to this point where I still am highly in charge of a lot of things that I do. So that's what I will consider as self-made. You know, they say no man is an island, but I believe that no matter what, at every level, there must be that person that would lend you a hand or something, you know, that will support you, you know. But um, to say you're self-made doesn't mean you did it all alone like literally alone but majority of what you may have done comes from you and maybe your close call yeah did, did you think talk about what grassroots means for you talk about that element of kind of that starting point <clears throat> yeah sorry i hope you can see me though because i'm i'm on the balcony somewhere you know? that's okay i can see you all right um Grassroots to me would be like, for instance, I started from Ashaiman. It's a ghetto. I mean, Ashaiman is one of the biggest cities in Accra. Yeah. Uh, has, it's filled with the likes of um, all, all, like everybody from all walks of life, but it's known for, it's, it's a community or it's a city that is known for, you know, like if I say hardcore. Yeah. Or it's, not, it's known for like hardcore movement. Like yeah. you have a lot of who are trying to make their ways up. Oh, I did. Sorry. Oops. 
Okay. I got like you. you have a lot of you who are trying to make their days, I mean, who are trying to um, make it in life, you know, from 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 a little opportunity or no opportunity at all. That's what I call grassroots. You know? And when when you think back to um, when you're younger, who were the people that you 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 <laughs> saw that kind of lifted themselves up and and took themselves out of that environment? Uh, when I was young, <clears throat> in my community, I'll say I am one. I'm, I'm I am I, I am the only guy that has gotten to this level entertainment wise yeah you know uh, yeah but i i know for sure there have been great people not not the only i mean as a, we have one of my boys who came up recently he's called um, abraham Atta. he acted the beast of no nation you know but there have been a lot of great people coming out of my community as well but what inspired inspires us i can say not just me is people who come from the same type of communities like us they have been my biggest inspiration you know like when i read and hear stories of people who actually started with nothing or very little at all these have been my inspiration across boards not only entertainment it goes beyond that it goes into governance it goes into education it goes it goes into health so i get really inspired by every 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 great man or every great woman are are those same people still your you know from your community your biggest fans yes yes and they still support the journey which is very interesting because for us it is a journey it's not like we're doing a nine day wonder kind of movement yeah. we're constantly upgrading and constantly winding it back so that it affects the community positively like today I just did um, a health screening exercise, you know, for some cross-section of the community. But a lot of people came through. It started at 10 in the morning, ended at 5 in the evening, screening people for COVID, for different ailments and all of that. So I am able to continue to get their support because they know of what value it is to such a community as an Ashaiman, you know, amongst many other things. When did Storm Boy? When did you realize you had influence? Um, actually, I realized I have influence. I had influence when, um, I mean, when I was trying to come up on the music scene, people loved me naturally for who I am, and I think I never changed. That's why I, I remained, I remain a brother to them the way it is, you know. So, um, 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 they do. They still do support me, like um, you know. But is there? It was, was there a moment? And I can say this for me: it's like I don't know when it was, but there's this moment where you realize, you know what? I can actually affect things. I can make it better for other people. I can make a difference. Thank Did you, you have that I'm moment? I, sorry, I know I, I get the I get, I get what you asked from 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 the, the initially. I got distracted a little bit. Um, like I said, like you asked, I realized I was of an influence when I started getting the support that needed for me to 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 give back. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I started getting that support that was of value to me, not just fans. So these people 
made me feel like an influencer basically because they were gravitating to my music and my character and my way of life in a manner that I know I have to continue to give more. Then that is when I knew that I had a lot of influence on them. Yeah. It, it, when, when, take me back to the music side. When did you realize <laughs> or did you realize music is something you want to do for a living for, for, as your focus? Thank you. Um, at a point in life, it was, it was only music that I had. You know what I mean? Like everything else was on a downside. So music was the only thing that I could do without having to consult anybody, without having to think about paying or whatever that I could write, I could think, and all of that. So that was the point for me. You know, and I realized I could sing, but I realized I could sing from an infant. When I was like an infant, you know, I could do all the school plays, all the musical contests, all, just making people happy was, was a big part of me. But, but at the point it, when I decided... But, but even that, like, was it... Did you, how, did you, how does one know that they can do it? Was it other people telling you, geez, you've got talent, you can sing, you can write, you can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, where did exactly. the information come from? It came away from, from when I was in like primary school because I could, I could actually sing, I could actually dance, I could, I was just there in any kind of way, you know, that, that right from my, right from primary school, people, people told me that, so I got that confidence as well. And it was, not just like people told me, so I am feeling like I can do it. It was something that I really f f feel deep within, that there was a gap for me to fill. You know what I mean? Like I saw a lot of things going on that I know I could sing about, but nobody was singing about enough. And the other stuff that they were singing about already, I could sing about them better. You know, that was another driving force that got me to want to face this professionally. But you know, it was, it was, it also came along at, it also came along at a time when music was the only option. So it was like, I had more than enough reason to hit it. Were, were your parents supportive of you saying, I want to do something in the music space? Did they say, this is great for you? Good. I want you to do this. <laughs> yeah. My mother definitely was of a huge support. Um, I had a family setting where especially my mother didn't really frown on anything that I did because she so believed in me. I can say that I'm my mother's favorite child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she believed that right, right from as I was a kid, I was serious about everything I did, especially when I went to school and all those ones. So she knew that I wouldn't, I was that kind of kid. I was very playful. I was very entertaining and energetic, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring any sort of shame. So right from the onset, she had my trust and she could leave me to do whatever I was doing because in the end, she trusted that I had a bigger focus towards, you know, what I was doing. So my mother definitely, yes, my father was, was not too keen about it because it's not like he was paying attention. He wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. But in, in his heart of hearts, he would have loved that I, I, I went to school. But... I mean, the reality be that I couldn't go to school because it's not my fault. Yeah. Because at the time, it couldn't be afforded somewhat. It wasn't you an know option. What I mean? It wasn't an option. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd gone to school to where I could get to, which was senior high school. So 
what was what was the first big break in the music in the music part? <clears throat> what was your first break? What do you think was the first stepping stone for you? Um, I think my first big my first stepping stone basically was when I got the opportunity to go on radio while I was in senior high school. That was where I got the opportunity to be heard and, and started gathering some followership. Because at the time, social media wasn't really... Social media exist. was just emerging. Yeah, yeah. Social media was just emerging somewhat, you know. So it made a lot of sense to hit the ground. There was a traditional means of having to be known within every community that matters, you know, across nation. That's how you build your followership, you know. So from the beginning, I was opportune to get that. So that broke me to an extent. And then following that up, whilst I was in senior high school, I, was con I continued to do the program on radio, you know, which gave me that break, I can say. And then out of school, I dropped a song. Within, within the period when I was school, I was still hustling the music. So I got the opportunity to meet who promised that we're going to do stuff afterwards, you know. So from the first radio, from the first... Uh, the ability to get on radio. How did who, how did they find you? How did you get yourself on radio? How did that happen? <clears throat> like a friend of mine, um, a very good friend of mine. I honestly, I'm still looking for him today. Like I say this, you know, because I was singing class. I would hit the desk. We would dance. We do everything. But he saw me beyond that. He was like, "Bro, you're super gifted, and you can do this one. You can do this." So there was a youthful program, that program I'm talking about on radio called Kasahari on Adum FM, you know, hosted by one very great, you know, legend who had fixed things for the industry at the time by unearthing younger ones who's called Dr. Duncan. So he said, we should go on that show. Why don't we go on that show? And I'm like, however we could. So guess what? He went to do the inquiry. But we all knew it was shows that happened on a weekend. So one of the weekends... He forced us to go there and we could get picked up to join the the, peop, the, the the squad who would come and sing a line or two. So luckily enough, I say God be on my side. When we got there at the time, um, you know, um, as I lay my story bare, like I had an accident while I was about to go to senior high school anyway. So it had a toll on my knee and I was, I was still going to senior high school and was going and was having my surgeries back and forth. So I was working with an aide. So I think that was what made it peculiar for the guy to select me. <laughs> knowing that okay, all of these guys, you know. So when he saw that guy with a walking stick or with a clutch, he's like, come. Are you sure you can do this? And then he said, what's your name? So I told him my name was Livingstone. So he said, but I, I told him Stone. You can call me Stone. So he said, all right. And then he just put... Yo, there was a long queue. There were like 50 boys waiting outside. And so when he comes and picks you up, you know, you, you know, you can make a cross and know you're good to go. But that sure. is even level one. Then now you have to go through the reception, through the doors, to the studio. So when I was going through that one, I was, I was just like, all right, a young boy who's been given an opportunity. And I never messed it up till today. So that is what I regard as one of, as my break anytime I'm being asked. Because that gave me some sort of followership and the hardcore foundation upon which I built, you know, and had assistance from 
the industry because they saw this kid as a very smart, good kid. Yeah. So I, I, I'm curious, do you ever think to yourself that if you <clears throat> hadn't been with a, a walking, you know, a, a, a crutch, a cane, or if you hadn't gotten hurt, you wouldn't have been picked, but it's because you stood out, they picked you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, what, yeah, it's because I only stood out because if it wasn't the, if it wasn't the way I was holding a stick and probably sure. my looks, what was the difference between me and the other 50 boys standing over there? So I count every cross as a blessing till today. I count my accident that has had a toll on my knee till today because I had to go do a surgery and have um, a knee replacement. I count it as a blessing because I believe that it has formed part of my upbringing and has shaped me to who I am today. When it comes to moral and confidence, it, was it an original song you sang or was it a cover of somebody else's? That first song. <laughs> I've, I've written, uh, it was original song. I had bars waiting to be spilled, you know, and I had a few of other renditions that I did in class when I was in primary school way back, you know. So I, for one, have started building my followership from amongst my own people right yeah. from home through school and class and up onto that part so i was ready with my own bars and i spilled my own bars on the on radio at the time he actually paired me with another guy who could also do what i did because when he asked me what i could do i said i could sing i could do raga you know and i could rap so he tested me and i did all three before he put me on air but after he did there was this one guy who actually also does raga so he paired me with a guy who does the jamaican raga kind of style so we hit the mic and i won it so it was actually at the point when when i won that i realized that then i had to stick to my raga style which you know raga dancer like being sure. like sean paul it ain't sure. okay singing and jamaican patois you have to have the ability to rap and sing to be able to be a dancer artist so that was where I chose my, my course till today. I'm just, I'm curious, was that first, that first bar, those first, that first song, did you ever publish <laughs> it or no? <laughs> it was never published. Like, Do you remember it? It was, it, was, it was only written on paper, you know what I mean? And I memorized it, but I could beat the desk to it. So any timing that I, I got, any beat that I got, I could put over it. And I was good at freestyle as well. So that actually helped me, you know. Once I started remember, with the remember, 12 bars. Remember today? No, but that was from 2004. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask. I got to ask. So I know, when, right? When it comes to music, and I'm curious on this, because you mentioned, you know, the, that you decided that, that it's reggae. Um, how do you decide what you want to put out? Because you have the ability to do rap, you have the ability to do reggae, you have the ability to do dance hall. How do you decide mm -hmm. what you want to give to the to your fans? Oop, hold on, everybody. Wait, everybody, we'll get them back. Hold up. 
Hold on, we'll get them back, everybody. It's drinking time. Love, Stone Boy. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get them back. God of music, I like that. I like that. What am I drinking? I'm drinking bamboo. I got to drink bamboo. Hold on, everybody. There we go. Can you hear me? Stoneboy, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. So my, my question was, given you have the ability to go in different directions with music, whether it's reggae or, 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 or rap, how do you decide what you want to give the markets? Um, I think it's, 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 for now, it's, it's, it's easy. But at the time, when I decided I was going to actually just do um, – the reggae and the, the dancehall style, you know, I stuck to that. So when I stuck to it, I was able to just bring all the styles into that particular, you know, genre. And that's how come my style is Afro dancehall style. So I'm, that's just what I stuck to till today. So to decide is not too difficult because every song literally has an element of, you know, of the things that I'm fluent or of the styles that, I'm, I'm, I'm fluent at so it, it doesn't bother me i don't do only rap i don't do only reggae and i don't just only sing the style that i do i did finally inculcate all that style inside so it was it was it was not too difficult to choose what to go out was there anybody out there that you emulated that you wanted to be like that you looked up to yeah, I looked up to a lot of people. Like, especially, I listened to a lot of reggae music. Yeah. So, Kipperton is one of my legends, Sizzler, Bounty Killer. The whole reggae fraternity, you know, Anthony B. Bob Marley, yes, for sure, of course. We have um, Lotan Fire, Busy Signal, Vibes Cartel. Like, the tones, I was like an Aden reggae listener. You know, Morgan Heritage. Calibots, the list goes were on you, and on. Were you a fan of Beanie Man before you met Beanie Man? Yes. Are you a fan? When you first uh, met him, when you first met him, what did you think? Like, what was the feeling? Yo, Beanie Man has been a, my mentor from 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 time. And when I first met him, it wasn't. Let me say one thing. You know, I was not in disbelief. Neither was I shocked. But I was thankful because I knew it was going to come to pass. Owing to the amount of focus and amount of vision that I had as a young youth. And the level of, in, and the level of input that I have invested in my craft with a lot of belief and confidence that it, was, it is going to get to that height. You know, I, I interviewed Beanie Man and I asked him this question. Because he's been famous his whole life, you know. Exactly. He's, he's been doing it his whole life, which is amazing, which is very rare. I asked him, does it ever get, do you ever 
does it ever feel like this is not what you want to do because you've been doing it for so long? And he, his response was, I'm in, you know, I'm, I look at it that I'm in love with what I'm doing. If I ever fall out of love, then I never loved it to begin with. Can you relate to that? I can relate to that, you know. It's only that sometimes it gets, it gets, it gets, um, it, it gets weary a little bit. It gets yeah. weary. And the amount of weary, no matter how small, might put you in a very, in a very down mood for, 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 for a while. And I think that occurs to me a number of times. When it becomes what you love to do, and it also becomes the responsibility that you share with the world and especially your people, you know, then you know that there's no way around it, that you have to always raise the bar and take it to the next level when it comes to your people, you know? So that on its own is very heavy to bear. Having been famous and not been able to live another life, yep. your whole life. So describe, describe your fans. How do you pick them out? Who are they? Um... My fans are people that I regard as those who share in my musical style, my musical story, those who share my personal life, and those who are inspired, you know, by what they perceive of how I live my life. So it's a combination of all these that makes my fan base. And that's why I call them the BIM natives. That the BIM, BIM nation, because BIM is my slogan, Sure. The nation is there, you know what I mean. So I don't, I don't pick my choices, my fans based on bias, but my fans pick me, because it's music, it's fashion, it's life, you know. So you choose who you want to follow. You choose who inspires you. And the truth is that you can only attract people that have an iota of you inside of them. Correct. They have to feel you what you're feeling. They yeah. have to. Exactly. I know all the people that relate to me can relate to my struggles, my journey, something that I do that inspires them, you know, for them to become. So these are the people that my fan base is made up of. So am I correct that you, you contributed on three albums that were nominated for Grammys? 100%. How, how, how does that feel in comparison to your own music? Oh, <laughs> it feels great because... The contributions that I made were musically made. Yeah. I seen I, I, I featured on a song by delivering vocal duties and sure. I mean song to the, the, the composition, the whole composition of the album. So it is still it still feels um a mine, it still feels great. Like it's my it's it, I'm part of it, so it's me because I put an input. But um as much as it's not my album. You know, I know that my album is going to make it anytime, probably next year. But the impact to be an African residence, not only an African artist, to be on three albums out of five albums to be yeah. nominated for a reggae category from Jamaica. Yep. I think it's a record breaking. It's a record breaker. You know, I think it's a record breaker. So, you know, who would you... And, who, who would you pick as the favorite album? <laughs> Imagine, and I, 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 guess what? I got really stuck when I was about to vote because I'm a gram. I mean, I, I'm a Grammy member for this year sure. for voting, so I was stuck. 
But I mean, that would be my own little secret. <laughs> you know? But whoever wins, I'm happy. So tell me about this. Tell me, just give me an example for, for that 19-year-old kid out there who wants to be in music and sees you as an inspiration. What's the, tell them a, str a struggle that you went through, that you overcame. And, you know, the, the idea that if there's a roadblock, Jesus, get over it. There's, there's another, you can get around it. Like, what's an example in your real life? Um, it's not easy because in real life, I have been through all those ranks. Yep. I've had to, I have had to take care of my health, especially my, my, my movement from one place to the other, like it has to do with my knee. And so you can imagine how tough it was going to be for a young youth coming from a ghetto environment, yep. you know, just for a better word, and have to struggle your way out. You have, I had my health to deal with on one side. I had financial problems to deal with on the other side. And then now I had the career as well to, to, to chase or, or to work towards. I don't think that there could be any, any more. There are difficult situations. I mean, the most difficult situation is when you die. Yeah. But combining these three, you know, I think it, was one, it is one of the most difficult positions I, you could find yourself as somebody who wants to venture into the entertainment scene, which actually is meant to look glammy and, you know, yeah. glorious because yeah. people get attracted. But you have to sell your ghetto story, your ghetto lifestyle. You have to sell who you are to attract who you want to be, you know? And that is one of the most difficult things to do. So anybody looking up to me right now, the simple thing is that it is achievable. I am looking to reaching higher heights. I think I've only come half of the journey. And I also believe that I could have been one third of the journey already or more, but still because of all these constraints. Sure. Because no, no matter the heights that one can go, I believe that considering the, back, the setbacks that are available to his, his environment, he could have been even better than whatever he was already, you know. So that's all I can tell anybody who want to be me. Just go hard, just be focused. For, for the next album, what would be your goal? Is it, is it a larger audience? Is it a new audience? It, like, you've accomplished so much. So do you set, like, a new path that you want to take, something different that you haven't achieved? Or is it to give back the same, the core of what you're about? Thank you. I think we, I cannot always remain on the core because when you always feed one group of people, it can get boring. Yeah. One, if you always feed one group of people with the same kind of stuff, it gets more boring. And even those people don't get inspired to want to have a better reason to love you more. Mm. So for me, when you follow my, my structure, I've been able to combine the Afro beats, singling it out as Afro beats, reggae and dancehall music, and also being a singer, mm. you know, so I'm, I've been able to play it nicely of what Russian, um, Russian to give at what time and, and at what not. 
So it has given the core family a very sustainable standard to always mm. live up to anyway. Wows have always actually evolved because one of the last songs I released was and I'm a piano infused dance or highlights. You know, like I believe that there's always a way that we can I can want to try to be, you know, better by experimenting what's what's next or what I what I have within my prowess. You know, so my fan base don't always eat the same kind of meal. They get so get it spiced up and I'm looking towards having newer audience, you know, for my next album. And I trust you me, I speak in confidence right now that when my new album comes and you copy it and listen to it, you attest to the fact that yeah, it's different. This is a new thing that this is a new so, thing. Yeah. So on the same vein, is 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 collaborating with new artists important to you? Somebody different, somebody that you, that you haven't done something before with? Um, um, you mean do I have such a collaboration on my album? Or, or no? Are you thinking about it that way? I don't want to do it with the same people. I want to do it with new people that I've never worked with before. Is that important Absolutely. to you? Very important to me because that's the only way you can expand. Yeah. That's the only way you can what is ahead of you. So this album in particular, I've worked with Grammy, people who have been like 12 times multi-platinum that I've never worked with before. I've had them on the album. I have some name or a name or a name that I've been listening to when I was a child. And I'm like, you know, so all these are new areas, new people that I'm excited about for the next project. And I know the fan base are going to be happy as well. We're going to be able to attract new new people and the core base would also keep on being the foundation because they are actually proud of the heights that I'm pushing us all to. If your kids tell you, I want to be in music just like you, Dad, what are you going to say? Absolutely, yes. It's one thing I always say that my kids are very sharp for at their age. I see the potentials that they're exhuming on the daily I bet when I start to do freestyle, she does it back to me. You know, so I know she has the talent. What's the advice you're going to give? Why would what, I want to stop her? What, what's, the what, what's the advice you're going to give her? Yeah, she could do it. I'll make sure I hold her down to do it. While she can do any other thing that she, you know, the, you know any other thing she wants to learn um, on the academic ladder, anything she wants to pursue she can but the talent that i have from my from 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 my from somewhere in my ancestors she also has that inside of her so she can actually push it what's what what's the, what's the plan for new year's new year's is going to be heavy you know um family time definitely but i'm definitely going to be on the road a lot doing shows as i speak to you i'm going to jump on stage in a few hours you know and it's shows and shows and shows, making people happy. That's all it's been, you know, jumping on stage and making their days and their Christmases and that. Where are you most, I'm always curious about this. Where are you most surprised you have fans? In what country? In India. <laughs> have you been yet? In have you been? I haven't been. No, I'm, I'm hoping to. And in Asia. 
great feeling, though, when you find fans in places you never would have expected? Say that again, please. Isn't it a great feeling that you find fans in places you never would have expected? Absolutely. It's, it's a yeah. very, very, very great feeling. Especially there's this hardcore fan of mine who is in Bangladesh. Who, can, who doesn't know the words that I'm using, but he knows the melodies. Yeah. He knows everything. Like he started me in his room and everything. It gets to me and I'm thinking, how on earth? How did he come across me for the first time? How did he, and I'm very responsive. My team and I are very responsive on social media. Like, if I don't see stuff, they see stuff and they reply to stuff. And, and, and I think that's the only way I can give, you know, some sort of response and, and, and thumbs up of, of, of gratitude to people that log on to my works outside of regions that I could have ever imagined. So Sure. No, I get know, it. So a fan just wrote and asked, they want to know when, when did you first meet the artist uh, Samini Dagadi? Uh -huh. Okay, so when I was telling the story, I said, after the radio time, whilst I was hustling within the radio program, there after school, I, I got support from, you know, some of the industry leads. So that was why I met Samini. We actually met on a phone call on one of the sessions of the program. And he asked that we connected. So I followed after the phone call uh, on the radio station to a studio where he records. And that was where we met for the first time. Oh, very nice. So how do you, last question, being considered the godfather of Afro dance, what does it mean to you? <laughs> it gives me a lot of joy to know that Afro dancer, I can say the name Afro dancer, I pushed it. But uh, honest, I think that, that I, I need to, I, I, um, credit has to go to some pioneers as well who have added to, sure. who have that style all up to a level where I have also pushed it to how it looks now, you know. So I share in the core credit of Afro Dancer, you know, but I give credit also to influences that have come from the past like we have people like yogi doggy yeah we have like um, um i mean samini himself yogi doggy terry bone chaka uh, sonny bali kojo entry you know the style has been there mm -hmm. from time but somebody had to take it to the next level and polish it and pass it off and pass it off to the next person and pass it off to the next person exactly so now is afro dancer is here to stay globally you know, you can find the influence amongst a lot of big names as well. Just like I've been influenced, you know, so. Well, Stoneboy, I really appreciate talking to you. Um, I think your path is beyond inspirational. There, you know, I love the fact, quite honestly, that, that you became famous before social media because I think there's a different appreciation for that. Um, and now yeah. you get the best. Yeah. You get the best of both worlds. I think there's such a thing as being, I think you're iconic if you were famous before social media, and I think you are. Um, but if there's anything I can do for you, we're planning to work with Beanie Man. I'd love to work with you and support you and your efforts in any way we can. Um, but keep going, stay Thank healthy, you. stay strong, keep performing. Thank I you. can't wait for the next album, and congrats on all your success. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I want to let you know, I mean, who don't love Belair? Oh, Everybody loves Belair. Everybody loves your, your brand. Uh, we love the, boom, the, the bamboo one, if that's how it's pronounced. Thank you. You know, and then we can't wait to have you visit Ghana as well. It's I want to bring you to visit. Please, 2020, come next, check it out. 2022 is the year, so I will be there, I promise. I'm going to follow it up with you. You have to visit here, like, you know, and let's, let's do something, you know, because uh, there's it. always an opportunity that we can explore. Yeah. With all my Thank brand you very and all much. our support. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Stoneboy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bless. -bye.